Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Behringer's White Zinfandel drinking hostess with the most is Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood To lick it right, lick it good Show you how to Oh god, that's good I wanna know what you eat from the streets to the sheets So open wide, honey I'm coming In goosebumps Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the most is Michael Munoz, and I am super, super excited today because I have a very special co-host for you all. His name is Eric Fleming, and he's a life coach sommelier and the creator of the Gay Wine Club. And although we've never met, I have been meaning to get out to one of his events for, I think, at least a good year now, and... I just, I've been so busy, so you're going to have to forgive me, but I'm really, really excited to have you on the pod today. Yeah, so I'm welcome. Excited. How are you? I'm fantastic. I am absolutely fantastic. And I have to apologize now. If you, you may hear a dog, um, if you do, I will shut them up. Um, it's, it's but yeah, I'm great. Good. I'm great. I'm absolutely great. I got my coffee going this morning. Um, I got my sparkling water, so I am in gay heaven. <laughs> Breakfast of champions, a little sparkling water and coffee. I love it. I love it. Well, happy National Liqueur Day. Oh, you know? it's a National Liqueur Day. Yes, yes. I was when not you're... aware. Yes. Do you have a favorite liqueur? Now, are we talking liqueur that I would add to an alcoholic beverage or even like a liqueur flavor for my coffee? I don't know. You're the expert. <laughs> um... <laughs> Let's see. I would say just for the sake of um, tacky nostalgia, I would say hypnotic. Would that would that count as a look? Not, not hypnotic. <laughs> <laughs> I was just having a conversation with a friend. Actually, um, two two trashy things really quickly. So, um, my partner and I um, we go on like a little cute date after we have couples therapy. And for the past two weeks in a row, we've gone to BBQs right after. Uh, yeah, um, I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's this new place. I don't, we just stumbled on it. Um, but they have like an $8 special and they have like these stupid, tacky ass, big ass frozen uh, daiquiris and margaritas. And one of them was like honey colada. And the other one was like 
hypnotic and some other bullshit. Uh, and I was not tempted to drink it, but it just tickled my bones. Um, so yeah, let's just say for the sake of shits and giggles, I'll say hypnotic is, is, uh, my favorite right now. I don't drink, but yeah. All right. All right. And then in the, in the great Aperol spritz war, are you, are you toot or boot? Oh, absolute toot. Absolute toot. Yeah. Right. I think, um, Aperol spritzes have gotten a bad rap because of the terrible Beckys that have, um, tried to make Aperol spritzes theirs, but no, fuck that. It's just delicious. Absolutely. I love that. I'm a real fan of Chinar spritzes. Uh, what's that? So Chinar is um, it's a liqueur. It's a digestif. It's kind of made from, not kind of, it's made primarily from artichokes. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Um, yeah, I just, I always just call it Sinar because that's what <laughs> it looks like. But apparently all out there, Chinar, Chinar. Is, is what it is. And mm. I just need to rewind for a second because for those of you not New York based, out, uh, you know, my seven listeners in China, um, the BBQs is a very well known affordable chicken place. Yeah, yeah. City. Air right? quotes chicken place. Mm-hmm. Air quotes chicken joint um, where you can get an early bird special, two meals for like yes, $16. Yes. <laughs> and cocktails <laughs> the size of your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, just so you know, but back to Chinar and it being made from artichokes. Yeah, that is my jam. So I would say that is um, winning in my spritz war right now. A little chinar, some bubbles, and actually I do um, a little tiny squeeze of an orange in there. Uh, Fantastic. All right, all right. We're going to get into this wine talk, but before we move any further, I don't know if you're a fan of the pod, but lately, as of late, I have been kind of conjuring our gay forefathers and our gay voices of the past to highlight your baby. This Day in Gay History. And did you know in 1995 in Washington, D.C., the Louis Farrakhan, uh, the Nation of Islam leader, um, he started the Million Man March, but it divided African gay men. Some disturbed by the Nation of Islam's homophobia decided to stay home, while others viewing the march as an affirmation of the need for black unity attended. No openly gay speaker was permitted to speak at the rally that followed the march. Mm. Mm. I mean, I'm not surprised. Um, I don't know. I I don't know, I think it's it's hard. Um, actually, it's not hard. Um, <laughs> I want to give people a little bit of um, what am I saying? Use your words, Eric. We've evolved. We're we're getting somewhere. We're going places. But I mean, as with most organized religions, there's always an issue with queer people being marginalized and queer people not being seen as valuable. Um, so it's really fucked up when, especially within. The, the African-American community that has been marginalized and oppressed for so long to create more in-group fighting in such a way. Um, I don't know. Fuck him. Hopefully he's far <laughs> from it. Um, like, I guarantee you somebody gay was doing his hair and picking out all of his matching accoutrement for his gray ass suit as he was selling his bean pie. So, uh, whatever. Uh, yes, right. yes. Let him have it. Okay. <laughs> let him have it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe we should do a million man gay march. How about that? I mean, isn't that the Pride Parade? Um, sure, I suppose. A million, oh, I mean, right. are, are, are we only talking POC here? Then, then yes, I am here for that. Yeah. All right, yeah. and I need and I need the, our Asian brothers and sisters to come along with us too. Our Indian 
uh, brothers and sisters to come along too, right? And this may be really offensive, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm just thinking like something from Pose, uh, like category is, and everybody can do little outfits based on like Nation of Islam suits. We can make like a little skirt out of the pants there, wear this shawl, shawl or sash. I don't yeah, know. I, as long I think I I don't think it's offensive as long as we're not using religious items, right? Yeah, let's, not, let's not. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, we could uh, we could work out some brocade or something. <laughs> That's insane, though. I had no. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that there was um, some kind of separation of of gay people, but that it was explicitly said, or uh, that people were explicitly kept out for uh, their sexual expression. Um, uh, sad, disappointing, disheartening. Yeah, it's um, insane. But let's move on to happier topics. Uh, so, so folks out there, um, for those of you that don't know, uh, as you know, I've been tr- really trying hard to highlight beautiful queer POC people, especially in food. And Eric Fleming is one of those people. And I thought it would be a really fun, really fun just to have a discussion kind of about wine and how the sommelier, that like sommelier experience and how you kind of fell into that, you know? So why don't you give the kids out there just like a little bit of your journey on how you ended up in this sommelier world, because that world is dominated by a very specific type of person, I feel. It, yeah. What, what type of person do you think dominates the uh, world? <laughs> <laughs> I think the spirits are co-signing your thoughts. Um, yeah. No, um, straight white men, alcoholics, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. How did I get in that world? So I, I've been in the service industry for about It'll be 10 years next year, which is really wild. To congratulations. Say. Congratulations. I just crossed uh, 23. Ooh. 23 yeah. in and out of that door. Cheers, girl. Cheers. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely did not see wine as um, being on my path at all, but I work at a really fantastic restaurant, Charlie Bird, in, in the city. It's on Hobson at 6, and their wine program is phenomenal. And just being around the culture there, um, I was kind of, a, forced to uh, increase my wine knowledge, because, like, if you don't know what the hell you're selling, then what are you doing? Uh, secondly, um, just able to taste some of the best producers in the world. Uh, we get a lot of cases in wine that no or not many other places are able to have access to. So I got really lucky in that regard. And just the, the more um, I open myself up to the opportunities, it's very much like Oprah and using the secret kind of a situation, like the more I said yes or kind of paid attention to what was being put in front of me, the more opportunities I got. Um, and I had done everything else in terms of like I bartended, I crushed that, you know, I was a server, crushed that. Um, so are you calling, so if you were the Oprah, you secreted the wine into your world, is like the wine your gale then? <laughs> <laughs> I guess she is, yeah. You know, and the, re- and the restaurant, your Stedman? <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Um, fun fact, I met uh, one of my last shifts as a server. I was at ABC Kitchen at the time. I got to wait on Oprah and Stedman. Um, and it was really funny to see them interact as a couple. And, like, Oprah was making fun of him for wanting to do um, a wheatgrass shot. And, and he, like, choked on the shot. So she started making fun of him more. And I'm like, this is wild. I'm looking at Oprah talking shit to Stedman. It was just, like, very, like, 
old couple that has been together for a really long time and like just their shit talk is just so ingrained in them it was really cute and amazing i love uh, that uh, yeah. you hear that in your mouth listeners we got the dirt on oprah <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um how did i get into it yeah i think the more i just immersed myself in the culture of charlie bird the more i appreciated wine and it's really sexy uh i love learning about it and i love learning um what's sexy and, about it oh my god the whole like this, it's just such a sensual experience with wine. Um, even the way that I talk about a wine and the way that I get other people excited about a wine, I usually am thinking about a person that this wine embodies. So like if there's something like there was one wine that I would call like Idris Elba and they're like, Oh, what is that? It's like, well, it's dark. It's got some muscle behind it. It's really, really sexy. It's kind of smooth, but there's like a little bit of edge, just a little smoke and it's kind of gravelly. Oh. And, Oh, that's the wine I want. Like, things are happening. (laughs) It's too early for all these things to be happening. Yeah, and even (laughs) thinking about how people engage with wine. Like, first you you take a look at it. You, like, twirl it around a little bit. You, you know, move around with it. You smell it. What does it smell like? What does it it evoke? You know, what what kind of response in you does it elicit? Do you taste it? How does it play on your palate? So all of the things. Yeah, yes. All right, all right. (laughs) very sexual engaged kind of a sensual i would say engaged kind of experience um yeah i love i just love wine um and i love that wine has this power to connect people from all walks of life it can if you use it that way um and i think i'm finding that and i'm able to really connect with people in a really awesome vulnerable open way when it comes to wine and just like Empowering people from all walks of life. Wine empowers people from all... I'm trying to digest that sentence, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Elaborate on that. Uh, uh, How does wine empower people? I think we can use... Like, food and wine have this incredible power to allow people space and commonality, right? We It gives us space and opportunity to sit down, to engage, to have conversations, to, it breaks down walls. Um, and it also kind of unites cultures. Um, it's like, let's say for example, you're this wine producer from Argentina. I know from what you've created, I know about your passions. I know about like where you're from. I know your family. I know like the kinds of food that you ate, uh, or that you eat when you're considering this wine. Um, so I think if we allow ourselves to sit and listen to the story that's being told and to listen to the other stories around the table, it has this incredible power to unite and to, um, I think, going back to the empowerment piece, it empowers people to, to know that their story and who they are and everything that they're bringing forward is valuable. Um, and I don't know that we, we often sit in that, that belief enough. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm definitely here for it. Do you find it hard being gay and of color in in this sommelier world? Because you would think now Mm -hmm. I I used to serve at a very one of the big wine restaurants in the city. It's a wine destination. Um, And you would think, like, just because of the culture and what it is, it would be, it would lend itself to a little bit of homosexuality, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean, though? Do you know what I mean by that? It's a, it's a little frou-frou, it's a little, it's a, it's a lot pretentious, it's a, you know, there's a lot of, like, nitpicky things about it that you're like, oh, this shit is gay. This, Uh, at its essence, this shit is 
gay bullshit. Um, and and it's not. That world is very, very heterosexual, very, very male dominated, you know? And how do you, how do you feel, uh, like your stake, you're like claiming your stake in your place in this world? Yeah. You know, and honestly, it took a while for me to get to a place where, um, I felt that I had a stake. Um, when, when, when I got in it initially, all that I saw was, um, like it was a boys club. It was a straight white boys club. And I let that, um, kind of let that bother me and intimidate me in a way. And it just made me feel like I'm not wanted in this world. I don't have a place in this world. Why am I even trying it? Uh, but then it was just a matter of shifting my perspective a bit and seeing like, okay, there are only like five of us in the room when I look around. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't have value and that I don't have something to offer. So that empowered me actually to create and carve out my own lane. And I'm like, if I'm not seeing the events that I want to go to, or if I go to a tasting and no one looks at me or no one wants to talk to me, then fuck it. Let me start my own shit because there's definitely people out there who are like me, who want to hang out with people like me that want to learn and do this and drink in the same way and have the same kind of experiences. So fuck it. So it, it completely empowered me. I took this thing that um, initially was a discouragement and, and I'm, I'm using it as fuel right now, but I love that. I love that. It's actually the reason this podcast kind of began and then transitioned into what it is now is creating a space and then creating a voice for yourself. Cause mm-hmm. there's no one, once again, there's much like your feeling, there's no one, out there like me either, this gay Puerto Rican guy mm-hmm. talking about food with his love for food, his passion for food, um, you know, from the sheets, uh, from the streets to the sheets, you know? <laughs> Work. <laughs> Listen, you're, the, sheets. <laughs> you're, you're the one talking about like wine and the sensualness <laughs> and it being really sexy and so on and so forth, right? Is there wine in the bedroom often with you and your mans? Um, maybe beforehand. Uh, but we have white sheets, so oh. can we bring no, no uh, Pinot Noirs in there? Uh. <laughs> Aside from my own, indeed. <laughs> but <I'm fun. laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. So then, so um, from the need to create your own thing, out comes the Gay Wine Club, right? Now, I'm, yeah. now in my mind, I'm picturing, like, drag queens, wine, you know, mess in the bathroom like like you know like drag brunch but with wine um we have had a drag brunch for sure um but i think um what's been cool about gay wine club i think it's just for listeners just to get a clearer perspective about what it is um it is a series of social events for queer people and our allies don't discriminate that want to drink good wine and learn about it in an approachable way right in a fun way so we it started off as just kind of smaller tastings, like 16 to 14 people at once. Um, we would go through, we would have a sparkling, and then we would go through like four wines, um, four still wines. And initially, when we started Gay Wine Club, I wanted to just do smaller tastings, give people kind of that experience of knowing what they're tasting, how they're tasting, you know, what does this feel like on your palate? What do you smell? But I give people opportunities to ask the dumbest of dumb questions um, or just whatever they're feeling, whatever their curiosity is. Um, So I just wanted to make a tasting, not formal, not sterile, gay it up as much as possible. I play like all of the bops 
Um, so we're not listening to like the restaurant music. It's, it's like, how can I bring a gay club into this experience, essentially, right? It's not like, but, you know, we have a little Carly Rae Jepsen in the background. We have some Whitney, you know, like music that we want to listen to. Are, but... are, you, are you pairing the wines to the music? <laughs> Sometimes. That could be cute. That could be yeah, cute. Yeah. Like, but, um, like what, what would uh, like a Whitney or no, what would uh, a Deborah Cox, nobody's supposed to be here, wine? B. Are we talking about the original or like some remix, a dance remix? Oh no, the Hex Hector, the only one. <laughs> Ooh, what would that be? Um, I think that shit would be something with a lot of texture. Um, I, you know what? I'm thinking like a white with some skin contact, because like it's like it's been through some shit. You feel it; it's seeping through into the substance of the wine. And it's, it has that intensity on your palate and it's like, boom, it has like good acid and it hits you. So when she's hitting that high note at the end, uh, that's that acid and it's just lingering, <laughs> girl. Um, all right. So going back to the original question, let me answer this. Yes, yes, yes. I started Gay Wine Club um, because I wanted to create a social space for queer people and our allies to drink wine in a really fun way. So it started off as just tastings um, and giving people space to really explore and then as it grew, we started incorporating like drag brunches and um, I did like some fundraisers for uh, Immigration Equality, which is the largest LGBT immigrant rights organization in the country. Um, we co-hosted a float with Immigration Equality for the Pride March. So it's kind of become, um, I don't know, just a growing living thing. Uh, but at its core, it's intimacy, it's community, it's tasting and it's making this thing that um, has been used to exclude people, um, something that we're friendly with, you know? Um, does that make sense? Yeah, of course it makes sense. I think that's beautiful. And now, I mean, I've always wanted to go, but now I, re- now I really want to go. Yeah, girl. Come you on know? Here. Talk Deborah Cox and wine some more. That, yeah, <laughs> yes. Or, or what would we pair with like a brandy, um, you know, sitting up in my room. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, we're definitely going to do this. We're going to co-host that one together, all right? Right? Can we? <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. absolutely. My, my favorite wine of all time, and this may actually guide you to, or maybe give you an idea. I usually don't, I don't mention the name of where I used to work just, for a lot of different reasons. I was going to ask you, but okay. But, uh, we, we can talk about that off the pod. Um, but uh, one of my favorite wines um, is Chateauneuf du Pop. Chateauneuf du Pop, Chateauneuf uh, du Pop. Okay. Right, right. Now, um, for the people out there, because it's very, very expensive here, and I don't understand why, because when you go overseas, it's not so expensive. It's super, super cheap. But now that, I'm, now that I've realized we can pair wine with songs, like that would have to be something real rich, right? I think so, kind of sultry rich um she's got body she's juicy so that's probably like a lizzo song of sorts like a lizzo or i was yeah. even maybe a, a little bit of nikki somehow yeah. uh-huh i can see that i can see that what nikki song um i don't i don't know i'd have to i'd have to go through the dis- discography because yeah. it because it couldn't be anything too like too rough nah no no no, no. um like i just like that edge that it had but it's like it has a lot of body, you know? Yes. Yeah. We're going to find it. We're going to find that. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about this all day now. I love that. Well, well while you think about that, mm-hmm. I think, uh, in your mouth, listeners, 
Um, now is a good time to introduce Eric to my favorite part and your favorite part of the pod. Food news update. Food news. Up. Food news. Ooh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News update. Trump administration slaps 25% tariff on European foods and booze. God damn it, Trump. <laughs> can he just not? Can he just stop? Can he just stop for two seconds? Jesus. Well, this is a little bit of old news. And thank it you, Shree, for keeping us updated. Because uh, if we do not remember, number 45 was in the news saying that he doesn't drink wine, but he doesn't like French wines, even though he doesn't drink wines because... He doesn't like the way they look. So <laughs> that's an actual quote out there. You can find it. And this man but, is running the country. I mean, kind of. I mean, kind of, kind of. But this is going into effect in on October 18th. And um, the, the tariffs that are happening on European foods, the tariffs that are happening on European foods and beverages, including French and German wines, um, Italian and Swiss cheeses, cherries, and peaches, salamis, and other meats, and much more. Not Miss Pizzas. Not right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I thought our I, I thought our peaches came from Atlanta. Okay. I'm Unless really worried we were, about I'm really worried about you and your chef nifta pop now. Right? The cheapest bottle you could find is about like 40, 50 bucks here. So mm-hmm. that's it's just gonna go up from there. You know? Uh, you know, I see this really um I'm curious how this is going to affect restaurant prices now for wine because we already had a lot of changes in the industry with places going gratuity included. But now if import costs are going to be going up, then that's definitely going to affect um, at cost for getting wine to restaurants, which is going to up the menu prices. So this is going to be really interesting to see how it affects the industry. For sure. For sure. Do you drink a lot of like, are you are you doing a lot of New World wines? Are you kind of across the board? I mean, you're a sommelier, so you have to taste everything. But like your preference, is it is it American wines? Is it French wines? Is it Australia? You know, much uh, very much an old world kind of a kid. Um, Like our program is based on um, it's very Burgundy focused. So I love some white burgundies, love Chablis. Um, I'm, I'm an old world freak. I do have a soft spot for Northwest Spain. I uh, like Galicia is my jam. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I find um, a lot of, and this is a, an extreme generalization, but uh, American wines tend to be um, a lot more like, a lot less nuanced, I will say. Like much more juicy, fruit forward. Um, and the weight comes from the ripeness of the fruit as opposed to dexterity and like depth of flavor. So I go for, for something older, a bit more finessed, a bit more like, uh, All right. like a good sugar daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> silver Fox, you know, like a good silver Fox. Yeah. Well, I'm a with a beard. Like that's what I'm into. That's yeah. it. Well, I mean, to put a, to put a cap on this, I don't think we want the, pe- <laughs> no, I don't think we want the peaches from Italy anyway, because we saw what happened in that, in that, Call Me By Your Name movie, right? Well, well, <laughs> Wait, maybe we do then. Shit. <laughs> Virgin Voyage's first ship will have on-demand champagne delivery service. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Virgin, um, I don't know why this man is still trying with this brand because it keeps going <laughs> under. First the Virgin Megastore, you know, then Virgin Air, 
Now, now we have Virgin Cruises. So obviously, we're talking about Richard Branson. Oh, Virgin Mobile. Remember Virgin Mobile? I do, indeed. Yes. So apparently, uh, Richard Branson is behind Virgin Voyages, and their logo is, or their motto is, "Save water, drink champagne." And basically, when you go on the ship, you download an app, and if you shake your phone, it'll say a button will prop up saying press for champagne and you tap it and you can receive a 750 milliliter bottle of Moet Chandon Imperial and with the ice bucket glasses and all at the low, low price of $95. And they'll bring it to you anywhere on the ship. Oh, I mean, it's tacky and hilarious and amazing. <laughs> I think it's my immediate thought about it. Um, I, I don't know. This is tickling me pink right now. I'm, I'm kind of in love with this idea. Uh, I would never go on a cruise. Um, so this, that is trashy and great. That's all I got to say. Trashy yeah. and great. <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, I mean, well, we'll see if this is going to be a big success for him or not. I think champagne delivery service. I want that for my bedroom. Like, I want to just be laying in bed and shake my phone and press a button and have somebody bring me champagne. You know what's going to happen? It's like places like BBQs is going to adopt this and you can shake your phone for a fucking Henny Colada. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, what I want. Or like you go to a gay bar, you can shake your phone for a vodka soda. You know, like I, all those, can you see how many queens it will be like shaking both hands in the air for like double vodka sodas? <laughs> it, it would be a mess. It would be uh, a hot mess. And you know, some... <laughs> Somebody, some entitled somebody would be really angry that it didn't, it didn't come in time or uh-huh. too, too long uh-huh. or the vodka wasn't Tito's or something. <laughs> like, I was just yassing. I wasn't shaking for a vodka soda. Oh, my God. I did that the other night at the, or a couple weeks ago at the Gotham Rugby Bachelor auction. Ooh. I literally was acting a fool Wait, and didn't. Re- did you get a bachelor? Huh? Yeah. But not on, not on purpose. I was acting a fool. And I fully admit this. I had a drink or three. Uh-huh. Acting a fool, right? Was helping them, like, up bid, like, up price. What do you call that? You know, like, yeah. kind mm-hmm. of pad the bidding. Mm-hmm. And then I was acting a fool one more time. And my hands were in the air. And little did I know, $150 later. Oh. I was like, ah. It was my own fault, though. I fully... Damn, girl. I fully believe it. it. And you know what? The money went to a good cause to support those who like sports ball, the homosexuals who love some rugby. So I wasn't wasn't terribly mad at it. So maybe there's a lesson to take from this, that when you're on this ship, don't get drunk and start shaking your phone, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. while Beyonce's Beyonce's playing on the dance floor. Put your phone down. (laughs) I think that's a good way to... To uh, put a pin in this topic, put your phone down. Mm-hmm. Thieves stole 50,000 apples just by shaking the trees really hard, Orchard Owner says. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now, I know this has nothing to do with wine. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, I just love the tagline. We just couldn't even fathom it. <laughs> I mean, it was the value of these apples that the thief stole um and thank you vice uh munchies.com for this um is twenty seven thousand dollars worth of apples that's so many apples is it not i mean 
And so apparently these thieves broke into the orchard one night, laid down a bunch of tarps, allegedly shook the trees, <laughs> and stole 50,000 apples. That is dedication. Now, where do you put 50,000 apples is my question. Where the fuck? Where the entire fuck do you put these? So apparently uh, the orchard owners say that they stole the apples and they're probably going to either make applesauce or <laughs> cider. <laughs> I mean. That's a lot of motherfucking I, applesauce. That's so I, much I, applesauce. Yeah. And then you're, you're going to sell it, I guess. Who right. Who wants on it? Like, who's still eating applesauce out here though? Is, the is, is that, is the applesauce market like that big and we don't realize it? Maybe it is. But also, this sounds personal. I feel like some, this is like a woman scorned. Like, fuck that. I'm taking all your apples. Like, this is like some... Somebody meant it. And also, how much shaking of trees happened? How did you no notice this? Like, who's well, watching your vineyard or your orchard? I have so many questions. I know. And how... I mean, I've seen apple trees. Like, you can't... I mean, you could shake them, I guess. But you can't, like, shake them. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, who, <laughs> what team of big bitches was shaking all these trees? This is what I, I want to ask. I don't know. I, I feel like this is somebody with a vengeance out for this woman. What much I'm like saying. you said. Much like you said. Um, I just thought it was really, really hysterical. I feel, I, I mean, I feel bad that she got her apples stolen. And it was only about 5% of, like, the orchard. So, mm -hmm. she, yes, yeah, she lost some money, but it wasn't the whole orchard. So, thank, thank heavens, you know. She's not out of, uh out of money here, but what? Who does this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <Who does this>? <laughs> <laughs> Is wine, wine could be made from apples, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like you, you, you ferment yeah. them? Have you ever had that? Is that like a thing? Um, I mean, yeah, I've had, um, I suppose like most people call it, they're like ciders. They're introduced as ciders. Um, oh. But I've had some really, really good ciders that are made from apples that don't taste like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that don't taste like bullshit. <laughs> All right. I don't know how to make that sound any cuter. But yeah, yeah, there's some really good ones out there for sure. That's amazing. I'm sure, like if people ferment it longer, I'm curious to see what will happen. Um, I don't know that anyone has. I think sparkling is like the easiest option because it's quicker and turnaround yeah. time. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe some people are fermenting apples for a lot longer. I'm curious. Yeah, um, I love that. I love that. Well, I think now is a good time to end. Food news update. Yes, how was that for you? Your first food news update. Um, I feel so informed. <laughs> right? It's it's. I do so. We do some really investigative like reporting here on In Your Mouth, and the amount of like bullshit food news that's out there from. You know, uh, Domino's pizza delivery guys saving people's lives to, you know, Apple. App oh, I just did a report on wine that tastes like apple pie or pumpkin spice or something like that a few episodes ago. It's, what wines were those? Do you remember? I, I don't, but I can, uh, I can definitely look it up. Um, and speaking of weird wines, I thought this would be a really fun topic to talk to you. Mental Floss did a report on nine cool, weird, and wacky wine varieties. <laughs> okay. One is rose petal wine. Oh. Right? Obviously, that needs no explanation. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I, I can't talk too much shit. Um, I tasted a wine 
uh, last week, a couple of days ago, actually, it was um, a sparkling made with, was that the sparkling one? Actually, it was a rosé made um, with, it's like Pinot Noir, and it was uh, fermented with rose petals. Um, and I can't even lie, and I think it, it was probably just really good grapes, but I didn't hate it. You know, it was like really uh, juicy. It filled my mouth, and like the rose petals gave it like a hint of, you know, floral tones in the back. So I was like, okay. I can't, I can't do floral things. I just can't yeah. do it. I, it tastes like I'm drinking Old Lady perfume. <laughs> you know, I don't, wa- I don't want to lick my... I don't want to lick your grandma or my grandma <laughs> for that matter. Fair, 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 fair. Okay. You know, the apple pie wine comes from Olivier Winery and Vineyards. I don't think I can trust him. Um, yeah, look it up. I'll send you the link when we're done. Okay. It's, uh, it's something else. So there's another weird wine called uh, Meteorite Wine. Nope. Not into it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the hell is Meteorite Wine? So apparently a manager of the Tremont Vineyard in... Chile's Chacapoal Valley Mm -hmm, uh, released a Cabernet Sauvignon that was fermented in a vat with a 4.5 billion year old meteorite believed to have crashed into the Atacama Desert around 6,000 years ago. Interesting. You know? Yeah. I'm just curious. My mind immediately goes to like, how can we verify that? Like, how can we verify that this was an actual meteorite and it's just not some volcanic rock that this motherfucker just... Threw in his threw in. but So it's going to be like real ashy and, and gross. Yeah, dusty, ashy, um, probably really, I don't want to say gritty, but has some edge. But I'm, yeah, okay. All right. Have you tried this blue wine? No. <laughs> so blue, blue wine, I, I feel like made it its appearance last summer because it, it was supposed to be the new rosé. Oh, God. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening with the blue wine? What's what is it made it's from? It's called blueberries? no, it's called Gick, G I K, um, and it's made from uh, red and a red and white grape blend okay. with a non with a non calorie sweetener added to the mix. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Why? Why? <laughs> that well, you know you, you know you know somebody out there in Long Island is, is drinking this and loving it. We don't need any more. We don't, you're absolutely right. Uh, hi, baby. My dog, my dog clearly has some strong feelings about Gick as well. She's shaking her head. No, 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 I'm not here for it. Like wine has enough residual sugar in the grapes. We don't need to add any fucking sweetener to it. That's just stupid. That's stupid. And it's a gimmick and it pisses me off. Stop ruining those. <laughs> have you, uh, have you discovered dog wine? <laughs> you know what this this all sounds like like a farce and it's false but no oh. what the hell is that what is this tell me dog wine so there was a wine for cats and wine for dogs oh <laughs> yes yep 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 what yep, do you yep. mean what mean this about my dear so it's made by a company named zavala and um they introduced two wines for your pets one named zinfantail yeah. And the other, and the other one, Chardonnay. Oh no! See what they did? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't even lie. I love Zinfantel. Like I would go see her drag show for sure. Right? Um, hey. So there's no alcohol or grapes, obviously, because 
it would kill your pets, right? And so they got the coloring from beet juice. And apparently the dog drinks are brewed with peppermint or chamomile to help calm your pup down. Ooh, okay. I'm here for that. Yeah. As, as a person that has a high energy Jack Russell, I'm down for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, obviously, in your mouth, listeners, we are not veterinarians. Go consult your vet before you start feeding your dog something you heard on the pod. Okay. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's out there. Wow. Okay. Out there. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah, I love that. I You're changing lives out here. <laughs> one, one glass at a time. <laughs> one dog wine at a time. Right? Um, there's cake-flavored wine out there, jalapeno wine, <sighs> vodka wine. What? Abs- Absolute has a line of, like, wine. This really upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> I think just, like, I don't know. It, it Just let wine be what it is. Just let it be delicious. But actually, hey. Who am I to stop its evolution, right? I'm just a crabby old man at this point trying to stop its evolution. Let people drink jalapeno juice, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't think you're a, a crabby old man because <laughs> according to the Daily 750 that you were just featured on, uh-huh. uh, you, were called, you were called a bright light, a force of positivity in the New York restaurant community. Yeah, that is wild. It's so, what, a, what a crazy compliment. So crabby, you are not apparently. No, I mean, or you just no. put it on that sommelier <laughs> drag, and that's your sommelier drag. No, 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 definitely not. Um, I think it upsets me when people abuse such a beautiful substance as wine. That's <laughs> what it is. No, I mean, I think um, you're referring to the Seven Fifty Daily article. Um, I was nominated as or or awarded. I don't really know what to say about it as a, a rising star in the New York City beverage scene and I'm completely humbled by that. Um, I was nominated by Jordan Salcito, um, who is an entrepreneur in the city. She uh, created and released a line of her own canned wine called Ramona. It's like spritzes in a can. So definitely uh, plug for Ramona. They're delicious. Um, but yeah, I think positivity um, it's something that we all, I mean, you've been in the restaurant industry for years. You work in the industry. Like, where would we be if we just stepped onto the floor and didn't appreciate the energy that was coming at us or give, give people good energy? Like, you would just be a, a miserable fucking asshole all day, right? Uh, so <laughs> like, why, why not? At this, at this point, if you catch me on the wrong day behind the bar, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what I am. So, and I ain't going to lie. Yeah. I think like, I, just, I realized... Um, because I had one of those shops where it was like crazy all the time. The bar was three people deep and people want, they, everybody was a Baruch assault, right? They're like, I want this now and I don't care who's here before me. And I'm like, all right, how can I not leave here and feel completely just drained and awful? And then I just had a realization that like everything that we do is an exchange of energy here. You know, like, so if I come at this person with a smile and giving them some, like something from my like most feel good place, chances are they're going to give me that back. And I kind of, did it as an experiment initially, and it always worked out. So now I just kind of approach all situations like nobody wants to feel badly. So why not just start off with really good, feel-good exchanges of energy and just let that inform the rest of the night and see where it goes. And it, it's always worked out. And Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So before we kind of close out here, what would you say or what advice would you give to people that really don't know anything? Like, so we walk into a restaurant and here's this big old wine list and just, I don't know anything, but I just want a glass of wine. Yeah. You know, like 
what is that like kind of 101? Like where, where would I go? What would I, you know, so I don't feel so uncomfortable with this like massive book in front of me. Ooh. Yeah. I guess if, if I'm the Psalm in front of that person, I usually ask them what, tell me about the mood that you're in right now. Like, what do you want to feel? And people are like, oh, you know, I just kind of want something like warm and cozy. Then I immediately know to give them something like with a bit more body that's rich, a bit more sultry. But if I was on the other side of the table and I had no idea what to do, um, I would say something that always helps is for you to know the kind of, I would say, know how you want to feel, know how you want your wine to make you feel. Like if you're like, I want something really crisp and refreshing. Great. I can take it from there. Or I want something that's like, kind of weird that I've never had before. Great. I know what that is. I want something that's really juicy um, and not too heavy. Perfect. So just tell me like what you want to feel, how you want the wine to feel for you or kind of energy you want it to evoke. Start there. You don't need to know everything about grapes. You don't need to know anything about acid. Just tell me how you want to feel and we'll take it from there. I love it. Well, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. It was such a joy to have you on the pod yeah. to finally, finally connect. Um, we're both in New York. Uh, folks out there, if you are in the New York City area, please check out the Gay Wine Club. Eric, yeah. tell, the, tell the kids where they can find you. Yeah, you can follow us on the Instagrams. We're at the Gay Wine Club. Uh, Facebook.com, it's just Gay Wine Club, and we will be releasing um, information about tastings coming up really, really soon. We have one uh, at the end of this month, at the end of October, I believe, on the 29th. Uh, then we're going to have one every other week after that for the rest of the year. So we have a lot coming up. Um, so follow us on Instagram. Stay in the loop. I'll add you to our email list. Um, send me a DM so we can get to know each other. But yeah. Yeah, send him a DM, but don't slide into his DMs. He has a manual. I mean, right, he has. I'll, I'll look at whatever you want to send me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. So, so, uh, pictures of dirty wine glasses and things. Yes, yes. Particularly yes. plays those, dirty wine glasses. I'm those those uh, really get him going. Mm-hmm. Um, well. Once again, thank you so much to Eric Fleming for coming on In Your Mouth. In Your Mouth pod listeners, it's always a joy to have you and your support and to highlight such beautiful queer people of color on the pod. And as always, thank you for listening to In Your Mouth. (laughs) 